Previously on Quest Friends. I'm on this boat. I am on this boat now. And you all are on this boat. We are at that point. We are all on the boat. Shock will do one of those scared <laughs> nods. Like, oh, uh, yeah. It's actually been a very long time since I've seen a large body of water. I grew up by the sea. Oh, I have encountered it on, on, on my research, but I have not actually seen the ocean. Is it as big as, as I have heard? I never explored the whole ocean, so I, do, I don't know how big it is. Maybe we can watch them together while you also show me how to skip rocks in the real ocean. Yeah, that I I would also enjoy that. We should we should make plans to do that once we've saved the world and all that. We don't even necessarily have to call someone. We can just get them. I could teleport back and teleport people here. We have time after all. We have days. That's time enough to convince the wheel, and that's time to bring people here. Hey, Ignatius. Yes? You know how you, uh, made me my claws? Yes? Are you still making anything? You've used the incorrect swimsuit for Sir Kentrum. What's his swimsuit change into? Well, it, it's a little hard to describe. It looks a bit like an old-timey bathing suit, but no. It has no... I'm gonna cut you off right now because you're wrong. It's a deep V-neck. Because that suit intentionally hides what you want to see. I don't want you to do that because I don't want to see... I like Welkin. I don't want to see the suit again. No. <laughs> was a baby dragon lying in a bed of flowers. The dragon's name was Anuki, but the flowers? They never did say. Maybe the flowers didn't speak in psychic links, or maybe they couldn't think of what to tell her, or maybe they were simply shy. But Anuki didn't mind. She always had so much to share. Stories of adventures and of flying and of her best friend in the whole wide world, who saved her from that nasty TJ and did everything he could to keep her safe. And Anuki felt safe. She had felt safe for a long time. But the flowers, well, with a rump bump bump, the baby dragon pounced on her prey. And with a munch munch munch, she gobbled up all the flowers resting in the bed. But for the first time, Anuki didn't eat every single flower. She didn't even eat half, because her belly was full and the flowers were so pretty. Anuki knew it would be selfish not to share them with all her friends because Anuki had friends. She had so many friends, and she had so many flowers, and she was so, so, so very happy. For the 18,657th time, Anuki's memory began anew. It had been 40 years since she had been consumed by the Apocrypha, but to her, not a single second had passed. Not one, 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 one. Okay, so it is the next day. You have successfully convinced the wheel to engage in your plan to restart the generator that powers the barrier and to pull in a whole host of friends on your quest to slay the Apocrypha. 
That was way too forced. You're going to pull in a bunch of people from previous episodes. The Ring of Power worked perfectly. Like, you could easily pull in people. The issue is the house, because most of the people you're trying to pull are folks who are human-sized. But there are others that you know will want to bring things along that are much bigger than your house can handle. Like, you don't want Jimmy Wynn's car to come bursting through your living room. Can we, can we teleport people to, like, an open space inside the wheel? Unfortunately, the way the teleportation works is it creates a basically circle in which any of you can walk in, grab the staff, and then from the Ring of Power teleport anywhere and teleport back. But you teleport back to the ring itself. You just basically need to clear out the house and make it so that things can easily get out. It should only take about a day or so, but Horus, J.Cal, Unit 909, and some other members of the wheel need a day to get it all set up. And you may have offered to help them, you may not have, but if you had offered to help, Horus would have assured you that, no, they're fine, you've got a big day coming, you should take it to rest, and if you really pushed on him, he'd point out that the wheel really wants to handle it. So, you got the day off. And where else to go in the wheel but the one premier destination? So you are on the crummy, cold, overcast beach. The waves are crashing not only against the rock, but against the ladybug, which is nestled on the beach side. How you got it there? Does anyone have any ideas? Because I, I don't. Moved a mountain. We flew it there. I literally have a thing that I used a couple of sessions ago where I moved mountains. So I can do that to move any single thing that we need. It's literally cool. Or we used a mountain to punch the ladybug into the air. We could just fly it around the mountain a slight bit and get it Well, that's how you got it airborne faster. You punch it into the air with the mountain and then you fly it. We could just fly it. It like I can also use flex for shock to impress him even more i can move this car were you impressed shock i, I mean i think shock is a little concerned with like oh i hope we don't accidentally disrupt the wheel and they get angry again but it, you're also doing very good misha well done oh it's like their courtship dance is doing this <laughs> this flex oh this is so nice but we could also fly it oh. no one talks to misha about the potential consequences for the creatures living underground oh no misha has not thought about the ecosystem <laughs> oh that could be a way that could be a way like oh, no. no misha the rock worms oh no misha would stop about to not hurt the rock worms <laughs> Rockworms are a unique species that must exist at a certain level above sea level. If their elevation changes by more no. than 10 feet, they will spontaneously combust. No, why, Kyle? I'm X-carding that because I don't like that Aww. lore. Aww. If their elevation changes by more than 10 feet, they will cease to exist. As rockworms. At which point, they will turn into moss flies. Oh. So yeah, the, the mountain punches up the ladybug, and then outside the side, a bunch of fuzzy green flies come bursting out. Like a beautiful bouquet for it. <laughs> Misha loves that. For Misha and Shock. Oh yeah, such a romantic. So the point is, the ladybug is on the beach. It's a small beach, it's always overcast. It's a mix of rock and sand and metal. Plus there is this metal pier that is half rusted, half not, because some of the metal rusts. 
and moored to it is a dinky little sailboat that is also rusted against it because nobody has sailed in a long, long time. So my question for each of you, because this is our casual, fun, prepping for the finale beach episode, what are each of you doing? What are each of you wearing? Because it's not a beach episode without fun swimsuits. And then Hopper, what is your flex skill for the new day? Hopper first, Hopper first. No, no, okay. Um, we also don't have to go you first if, if you don't want to. If it's a flex skill, we warned you about this three hours ago. That doesn't mean that I figured it out. <laughs> I need more time. Okay, I, I think I know what I want to go with, so I will go first. So for what he's wearing, I know some of you are thinking, isn't it just a welcome swimsuit from Valkyria Chronicles? But the answer is to an extent. But no, because that swimsuit sucks. I have reference images that you don't need to link. Okay, but you need to send me those images because they're going in. <laughs> I will. I the will. The description to the episode. I'll send them to you. But for now, this is this is Tyler from Mystery Date, and his suit <laughs> is like this. <laughs> is that? Chris Evans? Yeah, it is. There's this old game called Mystery Date that was a big part of my childhood where you had to call to figure out who asked you on a date. And so all the cards... Oh my god, I had that game! Yeah, that's so good! All these cards were these, like, teenage boys with, like, little bios. And Tyler is the surf one. And he's Chris Evans. And he has this, like, short-sleeved surf suit. And then here's like a better picture of a short sleeve surf suit. That's what his that's what his suit looks like. So it's like a wetsuit. It's like a wetsuit, but it's short. Important question. Is he still wearing his hat? Because I think this was a Twitter poll. But are you keeping that answer to the poll? You know Misha would have made a waterproof hat. Oh, they would have somehow. I know that Misha would have made a waterproof hat. And I know that Hopper doesn't want to get sunburned, so he's wearing his hat. Yeah! With his, with his, with his brown, short-sleeved surf suit. And then what he's doing is inspecting that dinky little sailboat to see if it's, like, maybe able to sail, because his flex skill is the first one under the list of possible flex skills I forgot I had. And that first option for me is DIY projects. So I had to fix up the sailboat as part of a DIY Pinterest project. Give me a roll. Please. Holy shit. Okay, please. Get it. <laughs> okay. Fifteen. Oh yeah, that bad boy can sail. Yeah! Just needs a little bit of a little bit of grease, a little bit of work, but you can get that to sail in a little bit. Oh, these are the best dice. I love these dice. While Hopper is working on that, we've still got time for everyone else to do their thing. What are other folks doing? Ellie's wearing her normal clothes. She just has not changed at all. She's maybe taken off two of her shawls, but she wears at least like five. And so it hasn't really changed that much. Can I make a suggestion? Yes. So Ray knew you were uncomfortable with water and were uncomfortable like at the beach, right? But Sarah was so excited and poor little Anastasia would always ask, why isn't, why isn't Miss Ellie wearing the swimsuits? So Ray got you, similar to Hopper's hat, a swimsuit that looks identical to your regular clothing. (laughs) So that way you can Ray, why don't I just... Go in with my regular clothes. It's the same thing, right? It's not those swimsuits are made to get wet better than normal clothes. Regardless. 
Ellie's going to be keeping her distance from the water anyway. And she's going to be like from quite a ways back being like, Hopper, Hopper, maybe you shouldn't. Maybe, maybe just don't get in the boat. I mean, maybe it's, it doesn't look like it's very sturdy. I don't know if it's really worth fixing, you know, maybe, maybe just leave it. Hop's got one foot in already. What was that? <laughs> it's going to float. I'm loving the image of Hopper has just gotten out some power tools that he's acquired <laughs> over the journey. I'm just like, oh, you just need to make a, a quick cut here and we can have an easy replacement for this part of the boat. Now you're cutting holes in it. Well, they're, uh, they're good holes. I'm going to I'm going to fill up the holes with, some, with something else. OK, so who's next? Who's our next victim? Well, Misha is wearing, if anybody in the audience has played Persona 5, they are wearing exactly the same outfit that Yusuke wears to the beach, because Yusuke and Misha are basically the same person. It's just swim trunks and a hoodie. Yeah. <laughs> White terry cloth hoodie. Swim trunks with a hoodie, and the hood is up. The hood is up. The hood is up. That's a very important part of the ensemble. The hood is up. Yeah, they are wearing that. I don't know where they got it, but they have it, and they are wearing that in the beach. And what are they up to? I, I think, I mean, it's their first time on the beach ever, I think. I mean, I don't think they ever actually have been to a beach. So they are just enjoying it, enjoying it, seeing the ocean, and maybe when, like, Misha would go and try to skip stones in the water, actually skip stones this time, rather than the other euphemism for skipping stones that they do with shock. And I feel like... <laughs> Give me a roll. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Ellie starts having heart palpitations for no reason. It's, it's a seven. Plonk! You throw with, like, superhuman strength, and it just plunks in the water. But around it, as the ripples go out, you can see this technicolor light beam out. Which I would turn excitedly to Shock and say, uh, I did not see the stone skip, but there's some uh, some white glow you didn't mention before. I did not know this was part of the process. And then try and go and investigate that glow. And as you go to check it out, you can see these small globs of ant-like crustaceans that seem to light up whenever they get agitated. Misha will just follow them and be like, didn't you never talked about these ones before, Shock? What are these? Those are called craves. They're really colorful, and it's it's fun seeing them, especially at night. They get super bright. You get to see all of the seafloor nearby, the little reefs offshore. You got to be careful you don't give them any knives, though. Once they got a hold of a knife, and that wasn't a great day. But other than that, they're, they're usually pretty nice. I like them. Misha has already picked a couple up and is holding them on both arms. Yes, yes. And they instinctually glob together in a familiar looking ball. Oh, yes. Misha will excitedly introduce them to their ball of ants and be like, I know this is not your natural habitat, ants, but I would like you to explore other cultures and, and environments. <laughs> so I want to present you with your possible cousins, the craves. I hope you become friends and just like put them together uh, in a like now kiss kind of meme. It's like an international exchange program. Go ants and just toss the ants into the water. <laughs> no, yeah, that is kind of how it is. So, oh, Ari, give me a roll. Oh boy. And you will be specialized in this role. I feel like Hallie commissioned this dice for me because these dice are not good for rolling. I feel like that was her ulterior motives. Ah 
she worked witchcraft into the dice itself with the commission. Yeah. Oh, that die set? Yes. That's my flex skill all along. Your flex skill. Witchcraft. I, I, I rolled an 11. 11. Okay, so you do not have two balls of ants anymore. Oh, no. You now have two balls of ants and craves together. <laughs> oh, yes. Misha will be really happy and be like, oh, I am pleased that they have learned to get along so well. And introduce the craves to little ant house that they are carrying somehow. I assume that it <laughs> folds or something and Misha will unfold it and introduce them to the house. New compartment you fill with water. Yes, and put them in there. All right, Ness, what are you wearing and what are you doing? Ness has one of those crappy little dime store masks that are really thick plastic. Like the thick plastic goggles that you usually have with like a snorkel set? Yeah, because he has a snorkel too. He's got he's got the full set they match. He has little flippers and he has a little inner tube that he surfaces through sometimes, but he is in the water. He is kicking. Oh. He is he is having a grand old time. Going, Ellie, look at me! I am! I'm so far out! No! Come back! I can't even see the bottom! Ellie! <laughs> Ellie will wade in at that. The issue with Ellie is that she's so full of metal that she sinks. So she can't get out there, but this she's is, like waiting as far as she can and being like, no, come back, get closer. Ness has a snorkel. It's fine. He can give you the snorkel. You just got to make it out there first. Is the snorkel long How enough? long is the snorkel? It's like a standard snorkel. It's just a, it's just a straw, a plastic straw. <laughs> it's like, it's got to be a lot longer. All right, Chuck, you're the last one standing. What are, what are you wearing? What are you doing? So Shock is just wearing the Welkin swimsuit. <laughs> no! <laughs> no! No! It is, so it's linked in the chat below. Me. Yeah, there'll be links below. In the but description. let me let me describe you with words for a moment. So it's like this I'm, gray, no. lighter and darker gray no. striped <laughs> no. 1920s looking God, bathing it's... suit. It has ah. instead of like a normal top with like sleeves yeah. like approaching the wetsuit that Hopper has, and instead just has like these sort of straps over the shoulders, and it's no. kind of a V neck, ah. which is especially unflattering because unlike Welkin, <laughs> Shock has no definition to his upper body. So it's just, it just doesn't look good. It wouldn't flatter even if he did because it's a bad swimsuit. And then it's like short shorts down like in this single piece. Yeah. And there are like, like I forgot there are like little buttons in the middle, but only two, only two buttons. Yeah, what the fuck are those where there the for? neck meets. It makes no sense. Not at all. But that's what Shock has. Oh my God, I'm so mad. You waited this long to play me like this. <laughs> I'm going to be frank. I hate it. I hadn't thought of a swimsuit yet for Shock, but then I was just like, there's one ready-made for me. God, furious. Misha, on seeing the swimsuit, will say, uh, You know, Shock, I thought I didn't like that particular piece of clothing since last time I saw it, it was on a person that wasn't particularly agreeable to me. Oh god, I forgot. But now I see that it actually looks good on you. So I think the person really does shape the suit. I forgot we gave it to Kentrum, didn't we? Yeah, you gave it to Kentrum. Oh, shit. <laughs> so what is Shock doing? Because when Kentrum wore the suit, 
He was like flexing, right? I think it was like the swimsuit portion of the student, yeah, of the prom yeah. oligarchy Didn't thing, his, the prologarchy. Yeah, his like thong explode <laughs> into this suit or something. Yes, I believe it was something like he had a thong and then he ripped it off and it was the suit. I have completely blocked that from my memory. Holy shit! What the fuck <laughs> yeah. even happened in crime and courtship? <laughs> How the fuck did I forget something that weird happened? It's because it's because everything is, that happens here is weird. Everything is cursed, but Sir Kentrum is particularly cursed. Like I couldn't remember it because when he flexes, he lactates. <laughs> Listen, that's so gross. Oh. I've spent a year not being nearly as cursed as I could. I'd like to say I've grown as a person, but really that just means my art has suffered. Yeah, you can't. You've been trying to suppress it, but you can't undo what you've done. There's nothing that will wash away your sins. So, anyways, you're not. Unless you're doing a sexy strut up and down the pier, which wearing the suit automatically kind of makes you want to do, <laughs> what are you actually doing? So Shock has been, like, trying to put on a good face for people and, like, was genuinely excited to show Misha the Craves and, like, show Misha the beach in general because he loves the speech. However, he really did want to help move things out. He wants to make sure that everything is prepared. And so when he's told, like, no, there's nothing you can do to help right now. Take a break. Shock is lying on his back on a towel on the beach, stiff as a board, staring directly at the sky, just like, uh, like if it was a cartoon, it would slowly zoom in on him in several shots. And you just <laughs> the last shot would just be the bloodshot eyes staring up at the sky. Relaxation. <laughs> Can I, well, I don't know if this is pushing the ship or whatever too much, but can I become an expert at, like, spam massaging or something? And then <laughs> Misha at some point. Is it pushing the ship pushing too much? Ship? You are a patron relationship. <laughs> Plus, this is a beach episode. This is silly stuff in fan service. And now that we've done your descriptions, you all just go till we're done. So the only objection I have is Misha would have no idea that that is how you relax a person. They wouldn't think, yes, I'm going to look up how to spa massage. So I need you to figure out how Misha got to learning that skill. Well, how about just Misha looks up how to relax with a special friend or something like oh, that. No. How to relax a special friend or how to ease the stress of a special friend. No. <laughs> no. No. Oh dear. No. I'm very tempted to Google that in real life and see, see what, what the fuck up. happens. But let's do <laughs> it in an incognito. Please do. Incognito browser. <laughs> Am I getting in too deep? How to... I was typing Relax. something at that moment, so I have no idea Special what was being discussed. Friend. Anyways, Tom is Googling in an incognito browser. <laughs> I figured out that what much. You get? How to relax your special it, Okay, friend. so it is actually... <laughs> the skipping stones comes up. <laughs> so it is actually not porn related right now. <laughs> oh, It is just like very wholesome, like, how do I help my stressed friend? Or like, Aww. what's the best way Aww. to like talk to a friend? who has anxiety. So this is actually not cursed. Aww. Wow. Anyways, I'm just saying acupuncture. Acupuncture? Oh dear. And acupuncture. And acupuncture. <laughs> I don't like it. And pincers. I don't like it. Yeah, you just bite, have the ants bite on specific points of the body. I that's like actually, that a lot, though. That's a thing with bees. Yeah, they, they had used ant pincers before to hold things in ancient Egypt. So, like, that's 
a thing. I really like, so Misha is using antipuncture. Yeah. Let's jump into that scene. That's happening. <laughs> oh, God. I guess Misha will just, like, sit next to Shock and be like, uh, Shock, I notice that you are stressed and I can see why. We have had a really long couple of days and we have some imminent dangers coming. But I think I have learned in the past that finding some time to relax is good for then having more energy to defeat those problems in the future. So I, I if you want to be left alone, I, I can do that. But if not, I, I wanted to maybe help you relax a bit. Uh, I learned some new ways of doing that. I just looked them up. I think this helps relax humans that are your special friends. Oh, um, no, I... I'm sorry, Misha. I... Oh no, you you should not apologize to me. I understand. I, I feel like I have been like this a lot previously, so I understand. I appreciate it. And yeah, I, I'm happy to try something new. What did you learn? Misha will just like slowly raise some of the ants <laughs> and be like, I believe it is called ant acupuncture. Oh, oh, what do the ants do? Well... I believe you first need to lay on your <laughs> belly. Okay. Shock will do as he's told. <laughs> then slowly do some spa massages or putting ants on relaxing spots. I actually don't know acupuncture <laughs> I don't know either. I think you have to do it on bare skin, so the welcome suit <laughs> oh, now just is right. one of those open back dresses. <laughs> It's just got an open <laughs> oval in the back. It, it probably is, because that's like the worst thing that suit could be. You could stick the ants on an open back. Swim, swim. Hey, now hey, I'm it's... just picturing it as the wrestling uniform. See, I was thinking of Padme's dress from Attack of the Clones in that really awkward balcony scene. The yellow one? I don't remember the color, but I remember there's one that looks like it's a normal dress. But then the camera changes and it's suddenly completely open back. And it's <laughs> it always seemed startling to me because it doesn't look like it's that kind of dress. I think that's the yellow. So we're going to cut away. Please. We're going to cut away as uh, the ants get poured on. I won't have shock like make a Yelp or anything. Cause... I know you have had it before, right, Hallie? It's, it's, it's not it's bad. It's an experience. Uh, <laughs> okay, I don't know. I've never had it before. It was bad for me. <laughs> But that's because I'm not a well person. I am quite fearful of needles in real life, so I am, I am not certain I would be so brave as to try it. They also would do massage at the same time somehow. Okay. Like, the oh, you have a knot or whatever. And Well, the open back dress obviously doesn't go to the shoulders, so you can, like, massage his shoulders and stuff. Yeah, so they will do that as well somehow. All the right, longer let's... we talk about it, it starts to get uncomfortable. <laughs> so let's cut away to the other three. Hop, you're still working on the boat because I figure the boat will probably be the last big thing. So we might do one or two more scenes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I want to get in on that boat ride when it's done. Yeah. So Hop, you're still working on the boat. But what is everyone else up to? Will Ness eventually come to Ellie, who's like freezing in her normal clothes, just standing in the water, <laughs> half frozen, very concerned for herself and for Ness? Probably, because I was going to ask Kyle, can there be clams in this ocean? Yeah, we just need to think of a pun name for them. Lambs, they're like woolly clams. Oh, <laughs> Like, with a, just clam with a bee. Little clams, I love it. 
We'll call them sea lambs because it's oh. sea for the clam and then I love it. lamb for lamb. So sea lambs, they are clams that are fuzzy. That's so cute. That is very cute. I ask because when I was young, I would swim in lakes and look for clams like all the all the time. And I liked to bring them back and show them to people. So Ness will do that with Ellie. He's looking for clam for clams sea lambs and then he'll swim back with his little kicks his little doggy paddle and he'll be like look 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 what i found that's great that's that's so great you should you should come out you should come look for clams with me i think ness what i just i think well with that attitude (laughs) yeah anybody would think what do you mean i guess you are you are metal yes I was just thinking about how this is like a SpongeBob routine. Oh man, metal would sink as <laughs> Ness, an entirely metal robot, just sits here yeah, like, floating. Because Ness defies the laws of logic anytime I want him to. <laughs> he does have a floaty though. He is wearing a he floaty. He does, that is true. He's got a little inner tube and then like he was diving, so he wasn't wearing swimmies. It's an inner tube with a rope. So what happens is <laughs> he just sinks to the bottom, grabs what he wants, and then just climbs back up the rope back into his inner tube. That's fucking incredible. He's having such a good time with this setup. So with this setup, they'll go back and be like, do you have an inner tube? I don't have an inner tube and I I don't think it would hold me. Well, we would need to be bigger than mine, but I bet there's an inner tube that would work. That's very nice of you, Ness, but I don't even know where you got yours. I don't think there's a big one. Ness does some thinking and then goes, huh, you know, I do know where I got it, but I have forgotten. There's a lot of places in this here wheel of Boz. A lot of little hidey holes. I can't, I can't refine them all. Unit 909 goes back, realizes their bed is missing. <laughs> no! no. But now I just love the idea of like a Roomba settling into an inner tube, like a nest, no. just like doing the little turnaround that dogs do, but but Roomba, but just rotating in space. <laughs> it's really cute. Tell you what, I will make you a deal. I like deals. I will come back out here in the <laughs> deep, cold. Frightening depths of the ocean. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <clears throat> and look for sea lambs. If you come with me and hang out with me on the beach on a quick break. Right now? Well, I kind of had a surprise. But, I mean, if you don't want it, we don't have to go right wait, now. Wait, wait, I never said, I just asked, like, right, like, I'm free. I just wanted to make sure that was what you wanted. <laughs> oh, okay, you just sounded, like, a little, like, offended no, that no, we needed no. to do it right now. And he's kicking his little tube to go into shore, <laughs> and he's like, no, no, that was perfect for me now that now that you mentioned it. Yeah. <laughs> and Ellie brought... How did you get it again? I had Ignatius Penny make it for me. Right. And during one neon night, you had to make this. Mm-hmm. She, like, obviously hasn't been able to wrap this. So she, like, has one of her shawls and she, like, wrapped it around as, like, wrapping. One of her many shawls. And, like, hands it to Ness and waits kind of nervously for him to open it. 
Ness rips off the shawl in one fell swoop because it's a shawl and it's not hard. The wind carries it out into the ocean. No! X card. <laughs> we don't litter, Kyle. Yeah, Kyle. I refuse. I don't care about the shawl, but we don't promote littering on this podcast. It flies up into the air and just flies back in the wind onto Ellie's shoulders. And Ness is holding in his little hands a tiny Ness-sized version of Ellie's folding chair. Aww. He is confused for like a hot second because this isn't, he doesn't know what he expected, but it wasn't this. And he kind of like cocks his head at it and then looks up at Ellie and says, like your chair? Yeah, I figured, you know, I don't advertise this, but you know that I'm not as tall as all of the people that I fight. And so one of the things that I do is that I find ways to use my claws sometimes, but you know, before I had these, I just had my chair to fight with. And so I figured out how to hit people really hard with my chair, even if they were bigger than me. And I thought that, you know, if you wanted it and wanted me to show you how, I could maybe show you how to hit things because I know you're tough, but I also know that a little help is nice. You'll teach me how to use it? Oh yeah. In response to Ellie's yeah, Ness will um, do something semi-rare and just say a very direct, thank you. I like this. Hey, and you know, you've always been the coolest of the bunch here. And he gestures to everybody else. (laughs) Hop has like five different tools in his mouth and is like, now what was the thing Sarah was talking about? And as he talks, one of the tools falls out. He's like, it's gonna work, right? They're all the thing, but none of them are the thing. Shock just has a pile of ants and glowing craves on his back. And Misha is sitting there with a terrifying focus, giving a massage. It's just a weird, a weird scene all around that he turns back to Ellie. What can we hit with this? Everything. Oh! And when the training is done, to the delight of Ness and to the horror of every other living creature in the ninth world, Ness is now able to use a medium weapon. Yes, 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 Which is yes. this metal folding chair. Yes, yes, yes. Putting that on my character, on my hop character sheet at the bottom part, Ness can now use a medium weapon. Yo sé que tú te callas, pero esto no funciona. Welcome to the announcement break for Quest Friends episode 77, The Obsidian Cloud Part 4. I'm Kyle, your GM, and our intro song is Friends by Miracle of Sound. I hope you're enjoying this nice, calm, just kind of fun, tangent-filled beach episode. I thought it'd be nice to have something that's a bit lighter and sillier before we start really moving into the finale 
of this campaign. And as part of the silliness of this episode, everyone described a beach outfit. And some of those outfits included very specific references. So if you're curious what those references look like and you aren't quite sure how to search for them, in the description to this episode, you can find a link to a little Google folder where I put in references for, I think, Shocks, Hops, and Misha's outfits. In addition to that announcement, I actually want to talk about our schedule a little bit because we've got five finale episodes. Originally four, but one of them went so long that we had to add another one. They're big, they're bold, and I want to release them weekly, which means our schedule is going to be a bit weird for the next two months. So in order to explain what we're going to be doing on this feed while I am editing those final episodes, I have actually brought in a few guests. So I'm going to let them do their thing, and then we'll get right back to the episode. So without any further ado... Hello, everyone, and on behalf of the Nation of Anquan, may I, Queen Anastasia Brackleberry, welcome you to T.J. Blaze's Dinos, Drive-Ins, and Dives Catering Hall, which so graciously agreed to host this conference. It was nice of them to honor your coupon, even though it expired. Sarah, please, every time you interrupt me, my speech gets worse. This is nothing compared to what it's gonna be like. I am overjoyed that such esteemed dignitaries were able to attend, and hope that we may all come to an understanding regarding this peace treaty. <laughs> no, no, that won't go over well at all, considering the Council's fears and key in the Brackleberry Brigade. I thought it was good! Wait, what are you eating? Nothing. I told you to stop eating the Snapoas! This is going to be hard enough without you eating the cornerstone of our diplomatic strategy. We want our guests to be happy. Then why are you giving them Snapoas? Oh, you're right, you're right. Here the rest of them. God, this is going to be such a disaster. From what I understand, they usually are. Sarah wasn't there for the other two cookie crews, but hopefully you were. In the third installment of this series, which takes place a few weeks after the prodigious back in Chapter 4 of the main campaign, Ray and Sarah and Anastasia, and of course the Brackleberry Brigade, are ready to use their diplomatic prowess to aid in the formation of a peace treaty among several nations where tensions are running high due to interferences from the Jagged Dream. So join us all at TJ Blaze's Dinos, Drive-Ins, and Dives, starting on Monday, June 7th, and continuing every other Monday through June and July, because these episodes will actually be released instead of the main campaign for a while while Kyle edits all the finale stuff. There is a lot of exciting stuff coming, so we hope you're all looking forward to that, because we sure are, but we also hope you enjoy The Cookie 3. So the day continues. You start in the morning. We're now getting to the sun hitting the height of the sky around noon. Not that you would notice and how overcast it is. And finally, Hop, you have finished making this boat something that can sail on water. You think? He's like, statistically, there's like a 95%. He wouldn't take people on this boat if it was less than 95%. I mean, that's... P-value. It's a P-value of less than 0.05. It is. It is less than 0.05. He ran the ANOVA. He ran the Tukey post hoc test and the Bonferroni correction. Those are words I know. 
the difference between this and a piece of sheet metal is statistically significant. Yeah, that's all you need. The differences between this boat and a boat that sinks <laughs> are not due to chance alone is the conclusion <laughs> of this paper. They are vast. <laughs> the captain of the Titanic said this ship is unsinkable. Hopper says there's a 95% chance it won't sink. They are very different. That is also a statistically significant difference. That is very, very fair. We explain with this reason why this ship is not the Titanic. Number one, we will not hit an iceberg and flood <laughs> seven of 12 compartments. <laughs> Luckily, you don't have any icebergs in this region. You have nicebergs, which let you know when you're about to hit them. Ooh, oh, that's cute. Aww, that's so polite. Unfortunately, the ninth world version of the Titanic did in fact hit an iceberg who was like, ooh, ooh I'm so sorry. Ooh, no. Oh. Should have gone around me there. I thought we were on the ninth world version of the Titanic. <laughs> We were on that. That happened in this game. He's got a point. I just really like the gag of like... Every world has a ship that they decide is unsinkable. And Niceberg getting distracted and being like, oh no, I'm so sorry. Oh God, jeez. As everyone screams. Oh jeez, guys, you better look out there. Oh boy. You're coming in pretty fast. Are you sure you guys can turn that fast? Oh, oh gosh. Oh no. Golly gee. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so I'll, I'll let you announce to everyone else that's floating and figure out what you're going to do. Oh, okay. So Hop does the final nail and he looks at it and he thinks, like, what would Sarah find at fault with this? And he can't think of anything. So he's like, okay, I think I did it. And then he, like, will push it into the water a little bit to see if it floats in the shallows. And then when it does and does not appear to be sinking... He'll jump into it to make further sure it doesn't sink with, like, the weight of a living person on it. And after that is when he shouts to his friends on the beach, I think I got the boat working. I mean, we're floating. I fixed the boat. I think it's going to, it's floating right now. I think it's going to float with all of us if anybody wants to, wants to go sailing. Oh. Did you just jump in that without knowing? Well, yeah, because it's real. it's real, I can touch here, it's real shallow. I think it'll it'll hold all of us out deeper, too, but I won't go too deep, Ellie. Do you see the um, that spur of rock out there at the edge? I've never been past that point. I lived here for years, and I just I never went so far away from a wheel. We, we didn't really have a working boat, and I sometimes listened to what Horace and Jaquel said, so I didn't climb the rocks too much. I've never seen what's on the other side of that. I think that'd be really nice if we explored what's past there. Yeah, let's find out. Do you want to come, Misha? Oh, yeah, of course I would. I was just thinking that it's funny because I remember Ellie once said that we were all in one boat and we are once again going to be in one boat. Yeah, yeah, that is right. Are you okay, Ellie? Do you want to stay behind? Before Ellie can answer, Ness actually tugs uh, on one of her many shawls because she's still in her normal clothes and says... I know it might not be big enough, but you can hold on to it. Do you want my inner tube? Oh. <laughs> He's holding it up to her. It worked for me, like, really well. And I want it to keep working for you, Ness. Keep it on when we go on the boat. All of us. Ooh. Yay! All on a boat together. <laughs> Shaki's going to pump his arms about a little bit because he wants to get people excited. And he's happy to see Ellie getting on the boat. If it helps, Ellie, my scarf is very comforting, so if you want something to make you less afraid, I can give it to you for this. Well, our scarf, really. How about you just sit next to me? I can do that. I would love to. 
I'm gonna let everybody else get on first, though, just in case I'm a little bit too heavy because there are like a significant number of us all getting on this boat. No, no, Ellie, I ran, I ran the numbers. I did the math. A boat made with this kind of metal soldered in in this way, this will hold like 500 pounds. I learned that from Sarah. That's like two people. <laughs> 500 pounds? How much do you think I weigh? Because oh, it is a significant amount. Misha is also kind of heavy. No, no, no. This is a Halley thing. I have like part of a house in It'll my bones. It'll hold like a thousand pounds. Insert correct mathematical formula. Okay, say the average weight of an adult Just say male. a ton. Just say a ton. 2,000 pounds is enough. It'll hold, it'll hold a ton. Like a, like a metric ton. 2,000 pounds. Uh, it'll hold a metric ton. Okay, I'm still gonna let everybody get in first, though. I'll push it off. I'm also, the buffest. Whatever. It's fine. I did the math right, and I said correct numbers that definitely made contextual sense. So we can mm-hmm. all leave me alone now. So we're all in the boat together. So you all get in the boat, and it pushes out. A little bit, a little bit, further and further to Ellie's horror as the ground beneath them gets deeper and deeper, but to Shock's excitement, because as the distance to the sea floor increases, so does the distance from the wheel. Not that you want to get away from the wheel, but like you want to go further out into the sea. And after a little bit, you make it past that one little inland jut. And you are in unknown waters. While we're sailing out this point, Shock is going to squeeze Misha's hand a little bit and turn to the rest of the party and say, I'm sorry if I've been a little bit out of it today, but thank you all for being here with me, for everything we've done. I I know this might be the last time we get a break before, well, before a lot of things happen. So if we can't do anything to work right now, I want to make sure this is a really good memory that we make today worth it. So, so thank you. I'm very happy to be here on this boat with you. Thank you as well, Shock. You do not need to worry about being out of it or stressed. I hope my massage to help you. But I also wanted to say that I wouldn't want this day to have gone any other way. And I do really like us being all here and all we have lived through together. So. Thank you all as well. I first met you because I wanted to have adventures with humans. I thought I did not know them. And I had read adventures about them before. But I can say that the one that I've lived with all of you has been the best one. So I just want to say that I am really glad that you're the humans I happened to meet. Yeah, I wouldn't trade any of you for the world. Hop will give a really soft bond a smile. I'm really glad we all met. You all mean a lot to me, and it's been great. I mean, we've we've had things that have happened aren't great, but it's been great handling them with all of you. So, I want to thank everyone, too. Ness, did you have anything, or...? Ness has been sitting on his little chair that he set up, like a little deck chair, on the boat. You know, before Shock Shanghai'd me, my destiny, my nestiny, was to be found and adopted by a long-lost relative who was A, rich, B, wealthy, C, loaded, and D, 
has a lot of money. <laughs> and, you know, that relative probably can't find me now because I'm on this boat with you guys. And that's fine. <laughs> I have no complaints. <laughs> Since, you know, we're doing the, the thank yous and all of that, I... Thank you for being my family. Shrunk is going to hug Ellie at that. Misha will also do that, as well as the scarf. Yeah, Hobbs joined it. Group hug. Group hug. Group hug. Group hug on a boat. <laughs> and as you all get into a hug, the boat drifts out a little bit further, now beyond where the overcast skies of the beach obscure the sun. Shock is going to take a look out at the, now that they've rounded that spur of rock, this new stretch of coast they've discovered. And even though it is just as rocky and unremarkable as everything leading up alongside it, Shock will just say, what a beautiful discovery. I can think of is the oh it's Willie and his whales we are saved like all bursting into the small room. I would I would I would call Willie and his whales back to fight the Apocrita if if they had appeared in this game. I, I want that out there. I don't want any whales. <laughs> I don't think Willie. We should have included the narwhal flying things from the prodigious oh, oh my god you didn't add the quails oh yeah the quails i don't know how i forgot them anyway instant yes for quails add them to the list and put me down as yes <laughs> uh yeah they're, they're in the list good and no one can say no what we veto your veto hallie and cubo has volunteered to help with them fixing stuff up there as well so cubo is not with you this episode because he's not part of the party and I need to get him away. You can be chilling with other people in the wheel. Cubo and Jake Hell and reference section are hitting it off somewhere. Oh yeah. Hey, uh, real quick, did uh, did, did we bring oars? It's a sailboat. It's a sailboat. Okay. I thought it was just a boat. It's. I understood that we bring oars, and I was like, <laughs> Oh no! Why? He's like the king from Wind Waker. He just is, he is the, the, the king of lions. He is the boat. Wait, wait, is the boat the king? Is the boat Zelda's dad? Is that, is that a twist in Wind Waker? I didn't know that. I've never played Wind Waker. I'm so sorry. Yeah, the king is the boat. That's why in Hyrule Warriors, he fights with the sail. Interesting. Anyways. Anyways. The point is, Horus is not there. The king of Hyrule is not there. You are in a boat <laughs> that is a sailboat. The king of Hyrule is missing. <laughs> you do you do actually scrape over. We can see just the peak of Hyrule Castle poking out <laughs> underneath the water as some craves and some sea lambs float around by it. Atlantis was Hyrule all along. Uh. <laughs> what? Where did that come from? My roommate is playing a game on the PlayStation 5, but I don't know what it is. <laughs> I just love, like, Misha saying this hard-built speech and then just having, like, a story in the background. We'll have to find out later what Emily is doing. She's playing The Last of Us. Oh. oh yeah, okay, oh. that, that makes oh. sense. 
Yeah. I just want to say that I am really glad that you're the humans I happened to meet. Yeah, I wouldn't trade any of you for the world. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I, I need to know later which specific part she's in. Yeah, we need to know exactly which part she's because at. Because I have played in this game. Like, <laughs> if she's hunted by clickers or something, that will be my bet. But oh. I have no idea but I will investigate. These are all important questions.